Welcome to the One Nine Podcast, a ministry of the One Nine Alliance. The One Nine Alliance exists to help God's people rightly value, interpret, and apply the Word of God. You can find out more information about the One Nine at oneninealliance.org. That's all spelled out, oneninealliance.org. I'm Jeremy Muncy, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Andrew Balich. And since this is our first episode, Andrew, I think it makes sense for us to take this opportunity to explain the One Nine, kind of what it's all about. And, you know, you and I kind of came up with these questions sort of to help us do that. And so let's just kind of take turns answering questions here. Uh, the first question is, what is the One Nine? You know what I mean? If you had to explain the nature of the One Nine, what it's kind of committed to, what it's all about, what would you say? I think the One Nine Alliance is first and foremost uh, a network, uh, a a coalition, if you will, of mostly Christian Missionary Alliance folks, uh, but not exclusively. Those pretty much uh, that we've talked to so far, those who have uh, some historic association with the Christian Missionary Alliance, and who are uh, they feel strongly about making sure that the authority and sufficiency of Scripture is elevated. Uh, within this denomination that we're a part of uh, and that we we love. And so uh, a lot are licensed workers. Uh, some are uh, longtime pastors. Some are relatively new pastors. Some are lead pastors. Some are support pastors. Some are elders and other lay leaders and church members. Um, and so we've opened it up to anybody who would have some connection to the, the CMA. Uh, and be committed to that and and also committed to the, the core commitments that we've enumerated on yeah. our website. Um, you go over and, those real quick, Andrew? Yeah. The yeah. website too, Might by the helpful. way, you can find uh, find that at onenineallianceorg um, You just spell it out, onenineallianceorg You'll find us and scroll down a little bit. We've got these core commitments here and there are eight of them. Scripture, hermeneutics, expository preaching, Christ-centeredness, spirit dependency, the Great Commission, complementarian design, and church uh, leadership. And so, let me just walk through those real quick. Yeah, the first one, the first one is Scripture. Uh, we are committed to both uh, the authority and sufficiency of uh, the Word of God. We want that to permeate. Uh, everything we're about, all that we do, and from that we build these other these other core commitments. Uh, number two being hermeneutics, we're committed to uh, the historical grammatical approach to the interpretation of the Word of God. And the what's intent, that mean? Yeah, yeah the intent yeah. the intent of the original author, uh, as discovered and determined by the actual text of Scripture and the context and uh, the actual words on on the page. We're committed to uh, exegesis that way, right? We're trying to pull the meaning, the intended meaning out of the text rather than go to the text with any type of preconceived uh, notion. Yeah, Number so like a big commitment to authorial intent. I think that's a you know yeah, a word that some people uh, are familiar a real with. Key, a real key part of that that hermeneutic, the intended meaning of of the original author. Number three is expository preaching. Uh, we're committed to text-driven preaching that accurately proclaims and applies the Word of God. Now, what we're not saying there, just to be clear, 
uh, is that you can never preach a Christmas sermon. We're going to be preaching a Christmas sermon, uh, or I'm going to be preaching a Christmas sermon uh, here on Christmas Eve this year. And uh, you can do that. Absolutely. And some churches are used to a, a style or philosophy of preaching that is series put together by the pastor rather than maybe preaching through books of the Bible. Uh, and both of those are fine. But in either case, we're committed to expository preaching in the sense that we're trying to pull out the meaning of the text through that historical grammatical hermeneutic aimed at the authorial intent. And we're trying to have that drive the points of the sermon, uh, be explained to God's people in the sermon, applied to the people's lives in the sermon. And it's really what uh, expository preaching means, text-driven uh, preaching. Christ-centeredness is uh, number four. And so we're committed to promoting the fourfold gospel of Christ, our Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, and coming King as he is presented in the Word of God. Number five is spirit dependency. Uh, we're committed to reliance on the Holy Spirit in all of life and ministry as he works in us and through the Word of God in us. Um, number, uh, where am I? Number uh, six, right? Uh, number six is the Great Commission. Um, hopefully you're noticing uh, these are statements that Everybody who's part of the CMA can can get behind right. and historic historic distinctives of the alliance fourfold gospel spirit dependency here great commission we're committed to evangelism discipleship and church planting both locally and globally as commanded by the word of God uh, number seven uh, complementarian design. Uh, we state that we're committed to the equality of men and women before God with distinct roles, including male headship in the church and home as described in, in the word of God. And then finally, core commitment number eight, we're committed to a singular office of church leadership reserved for qualified men, synonymously titled pastor, elder, and overseer uh, in the word of God. And so those are our core commitments. Well, and, and what you said, I think is good too. You know, the, the first seven of those, you know, everybody in the CMA should be able to wholeheartedly wrap their, their arms around. Um, you know what I mean? They should be yeah, able to agree to absolutely. those. Uh, you know, the CMA is still a complementarian denomination, uh, even if you are a soft complementarian. I mean, we're now allowing this soft complementarianism and, and traditional complementarianism um, and kind of what defines us, what, what makes us different from um, I guess you'd say, uh, just anybody else in the CMA, uh, you know, who has a perspective on, uh, men and women in the ministry, uh, is that we are taking a stance, a strong stance in saying that pastor, elder, and overseer are the same office and they are reserved for, for biblically qualified men only. Uh, so that was good. That's helpful, Andrew. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like I said, you can find those and read through those uh, online yourself. Well, and, and we're wanting to well, produce articles too, you know what I mean, to, to further explain each one of those. And so down the road, those should be released. I just kind of FYI, if you want more specifics about what we mean by each one of those, uh, not only are we going to produce articles, but pretty much everything we're going to produce in the one nine is going to be underneath that banner of the sufficiency and authority of scripture which all of these core commitments flow from. And so 
thing. Yeah. And one thing we could say too, at this point is we've heard people ask, so are, are you taking a posture that as it, as if only those who are part of the one nine Alliance uh, actually care about scripture? And no, that's not what we're saying. It's not a commentary on other people's care uh, for and love of the Bible and utilization of the Bible. Right. We just, we want to bring all of life in ministry and, and commit it to underneath the authority and sufficiency of scripture. And that's a bar that I think every denomination can work towards. Nobody's arrived at perfectly. That's why we have different denominations, right? That disagree on things. Uh, and it's something that local churches are, you know, I, I know we as a local church are constantly trying to grow in being right. committed to the authority and sufficiency of scripture and bringing everything underneath that umbrella. And so we just well, want even to be as individuals, clear you know, and intentional about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, next question we had here is why was the one nine started? You want to answer that for us, Jeremy? You know, that's a, that's a hard question, honestly, to answer because there are so many reasons why. Uh, but I guess the, the main reason why we felt like, and, and for a long time, you know, folks in the CMA, certain folks in the CMA have felt really strongly that we need to emphasize scripture more. We need to emphasize these these commitments like uh, we, we just went through more. Uh, but the, the recent uh, vote and the recent conversation that we had before the vote on uh, women pastors had, was, was kind of a red flag for some of us. It's like, oh, okay, well, our denomination is, is having conversations about allowing things that traditionally we've, we've, we've not allowed, at least in the last, we won't get in that whole debate about into the CMA, you know, a hundred years ago or, 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 or whatever, what, what we were practicing. But the last, you know, since what was it? 19, what, what council was it, Andrew? 1980 something or whatever, when we took a, a firm traditional complementarian stance. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so we, we've had that stance uh, and, and we moved away from it. And a lot of people started getting alarmed and asking the question, you know, is there a place for me in the CMA if they go this direction? Cause I'm a traditional complementarian. And, 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 and they're, they're kind of moving in this direction where they're allowing this opposing uh, view uh, to be uh, practiced in the local church. And, and to, to many of our, um, you know, to many of our, our pastors and many of our, our workers, uh, this, th this is an important issue. And so um, we said, well, let's, let's do something. Let's start something that would provide a place for people like that a place for them to feel like there's some camaraderie, there's a sense of belonging. But but definitely let's not do it in a way that's that's divisive. Let's not do it in a way that um kind of drives a wedge in the denomination. Let's do it in a way where, where we're staying in the denomination. We're not leaving. Uh we're staying and we're we're doing what uh you know we feel the scriptures uh teach on these issues. We're practicing these things. But where we're doing it together and in a way that um, I guess unites uh, unites people. And so I don't know why did we start it? Uh, it was started to provide a place and to provide a, a, a purpose for traditional complementarians, but but just people that care about the Bible uh, in, in the CMA and care about these issues and have similar perspectives. Yeah. That's great, and and I think it's been uh, it's been incredibly well uh, received 
you know, it was another thing we wanted to answer for folks on this uh, initial podcast. Yeah, was, how has it been received? You know, how 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 has it been received? And you know, part of it was we didn't just sit down one day as a leadership team and think, you know, we need to start something. It the 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 idea of needing to start something was because there was a lot of interest in something. You know, a lot of people asking questions, sharing concerns. Um, uh, some very troubled, some just a little bit nervous, you know, a whole spectrum of folks that said, what now? And what we wanted to provide was a uh, what now that is faithful to uh, the CMA historical distinctives, that is traditional complementarian, that affirms the statement of faith. You'll see that on our on our website as well. And, and it has been really well received. You know, we, we were really uh, blessed and pleasantly surprised by how many people showed up to initial Zoom meetings and how many people reached out with emails and how, how many people have sat down with or had phone calls with of, of really feeling like uh, a, a network of like-minded folks on this issue underneath the umbrella of the CMA is something that is needed and would help them uh, stay committed. Uh, to to the denomination. And so it's been really well received and it's been really well received really on both sides of the aisle, on both sides of the spectrum of complementarianism. You know, there's there's those who are ready to affiliate and are want to be a part of this network. Uh, then there are, are those who are on the other side uh, who were more pleased by the changes that were allowed in Spokane, uh, but who are appreciative of the fact that that we're striving to keep people in the denomination and, and we want to stay unified and we want to keep pulling in the same, same direction of uh, right. great commission work that the Alliance has always been so well known for. And, and we've been noticed outside as well. Um, the uh, world magazine did a, uh, their, their podcast called the world and everything in it a few weeks back um, did a, a write up on, on what's going on in the Alliance right now and these polity changes and discussion right. interviewed a number of pastors, including us, uh, and have highlighted, highlighted what's, what's going on. And also CBMW, the council of biblical manhood and womanhood have uh, shown an interest in what we're doing and want to help promote and give us a platform for pursuing unity and, and continued, uh, denominational health. And the last thing we want to do is see a denomination decline. Uh, and lose its influence for the kingdom. And right. that's not not saying that would necessarily happen, but this is our best way to serve the denomination according to our convictions to try to continue to encourage us uh, in the historic direction that, that we've always been in, which is taking the gospel to the nations and, and making disciples. So... Yeah, and I would add to that, Andrew, you know, we've been really well received by the leadership that we've spoken with, you know, in, in hmm. the CMA. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, our district superintendent, you know what I mean? Um, talked to the vice president. We, we didn't do this in the shadows. We let them know that uh, we were, this is what we wanted to do as a way to provide a place for people who are traditional complementarians and who care deeply about the Bible. And so um, they've been receptive. Hopefully they've seen our heart. I hope everyone listening to this, everyone that looks into the one nine will see that we, we are not a group that is, is, is trying to 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 be nasty or to be 
rude or to be arrogant or to be mean in any kind of way or drive any sort of wedge. What, what we are trying to do is to bring people together under the banner of, of the whole, the big banner of, of the Christian Missionary Alliance. Um, but, but also, you know what I mean? In, in a specific way here, I guess you could say uh, to bring people together so they can partner uh, closely with folks who are like-minded, but at the same time, under that tent of the CMA, where we're all working together to fulfill the Great Commission, you know, we don't at all view our our brothers and sisters who would have um, that different perspective than us on the issue of church leadership and male and female pastors. We don't view them as enemies at all. We, we view them as brothers and sisters in Christ who are striving at least the ones that are in the CMA, who are striving to fulfill the Great Commission, who believe the gospel, who believe the Bible is God's word, uh, we just think that they're wrong on this, you know? But uh, that does not mean that we are um, in, in any way trying to um, divide from them and, and say that they're, they're working towards something that we're not. No, we're all working to fulfill the Great Commission in obedience to our King, who we love, by sharing the gospel with the lost folks around this world and, and in our communities. And so that's the goal. We're just doing it with a, a huge emphasis on, on exalting the authority and sufficiency of Scripture and from a traditional complementarian perspective. Yeah, so if that's the, the big long-term goal, the, the hope that that we're hoping the Lord uh, uses our effort toward. What, what are some of the short-term goals? What, what can people expect in the coming weeks and months uh, from the, the One Night Alliance? No, that's good, man. Um, good question. I, yeah, we were asked that a while back. You know, what are, you, what are we going to do? And it's just like, I, you know, it started off with like, hey, here's like 50 ideas and there's just no way we could do all those things. We said, okay, what can we practically do? And, and so what we think we can do is we can produce regular articles um, about important things connected to our core commitments. Um, we also want to produce regular podcasts where we have important discussions about things that really matter for local church ministry and international workers and just for Christian life in general. And so we want to produce articles, we want to produce podcasts. We're really wanting to produce a directory of sorts uh, coming up here soon. Uh, just folks who are in agreement with these core commitments, uh, folks that are willing maybe to put down their email or something like that, where, where they can get in touch with one another, where they can have partnerships and do ministry together. Uh, oftentimes, you know, when you're looking uh, for a partnership with an international worker, you'd like to partner with someone that, um, that, that is like-minded on, on these things that we, that we value so much. And so um, that's going to be, a, I think, a, a really valuable resource is, is that directory. Um, but, you know, we, we'd like to have an annual conference at some point, or at least a conference every couple of years. Uh, we, we don't know. Those are the short-term goals. Long-term goals are, you know, whatever the Lord um, sees fit to, to, to put before us and, and to put on our hearts. I think um, we'll start with these short ones and go from there. Yeah. So if somebody's interested in that and they want to uh, join the one nine or know what's going on in the coming weeks and months of short-term goals that you just talked about. How do they, how do they go about doing that? Yeah. I mean, it's real easy. You go to our website, you can click join and you just put your information in there. Um, sign it electronically. You just have to agree to our core commitments and to the CMA statement of faith. 
Uh, that's how you join uh, uh, officially. You know what I mean? That That's going to be posted on this website. And it's a, it's a great opportunity for you to say, hey, this is what I believe. I'm committed to these things, you know? And so I would highly recommend that folks that are like-minded do that. Um, but also to uh, recommend it to your churches, to your church people. I know some pastors and some church leaders that have had um, congregants who are really concerned about these changes and they're like, oh, well, wait a minute, you know, what's happening here? Um, maybe I need to leave your this church. Maybe I need to, to go somewhere else because of this. And you can say, no, 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 no. Listen, the Alliance, it allows for a traditional complementarian perspective. And there is a place for us. In fact, there's even a network in the, in the denomination that, that outlines very clearly what its beliefs are uh, under the banner of the, the CMA. And so um, let's join that network together. And, and, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a tool for church leaders, for ministry leaders. Uh, it, it's also a way of publicly saying, this is what I believe. This is what I stand for. And hopefully it's a really big blessing in, uh, in that we're going to be providing resources and opportunities down the road for further partnership. Absolutely. I would just add for those of you listening who may not want to be on an official affiliate list uh, right now, or maybe ever, because you are, you know, feel differently on some of the things that we've spoken to, uh, especially men and women's roles and, and, and pastors and the rest. Uh, you can also just at the bottom of the website, sign up for more information. So you're not affiliating or joining, you're just going to get updates about what's going on to help you stay connected um, if uh, and informed, if that's something that, that you would like. But all of these resources will be on our website uh, and there are ways to stay connected uh, beyond that, uh, beyond that as well. So is there anything else you would want people to know about that we haven't said so far, Jeremy, about, about the One Nine Alliance before we, before we conclude? Man, just, uh, I guess one thing that I would say, two things I'd like to say, really. The first is, um, if you feel like, you know, there's just not a place for you anymore in the CMA because you're a traditional complementarian and you, you don't like the direction the denomination's headed, please reconsider um, staying. If, if you've been thinking about leaving, please. Uh, the, the, I feel like there is a place for you. Our leadership's made that clear. Uh, we've tried to provide that in the one nine. Uh, please consider staying and seeing what God does in order to bless the CMA. Um, I'd also uh, say too, just reemphasize. Uh, I, I want to speak right now to the people that would differ with us, and I'd say this: uh, if you agree to the CMA statement of faith, and you really believe those truths in your heart. We love you, brother. We love you, sister. And we're thankful for your ministry. We're thankful that you're working toward fulfilling the Great Commission. Um, and, and reach out to us. Let us know the ways that we can be a blessing. And if there is any way in, in, in which we have been um, communicating that, that maybe seems offensive or something like that, let us know. Because we don't want to be that way. Well, sure, we want to hold firm convictions. We do think the changes were wrong. We do disagree with you on this. But we love you. And we don't want to come across as, as being uh, divisive or, or, or as being hateful in any way. So um, that's what I'd say. I don't know. Do you, you want to add anything, Andrew? I would just reiterate the, the, the pulse or the, the goal, the hope, our prayer. I can attest to this from the prayers that I've heard other uh, 
leadership team members pray and that I've prayed myself. We, we want what is best for the CMA. We love the denomination. We believe in it. That's why we're a part of it. And uh, this is a act of service to try to bless the denomination and keep people uh, who've historically had a place uh, in it uh, to, to remain in it and continue right. to work, uh, work together. So this is a, 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 an extension of ministry and, a, and an act of an act of service, I think, for those of us who have been involved. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I would just say this, you know, in that vein, you know, I'd like to say thank you to those who have really helped us uh, get this started, who have spread the word, those who are on our leadership team, those who do things behind the scenes with the website and stuff. Uh, this You aren't getting paid for this. <laughs> uh, so, so thank you. Thank you for your love for God's word. Thank you for your love for uh, the CMA. Um, thank you for your time and may the Lord bless you in that. Well, that's all I've got, Andrew. I don't know if you have anything more. Good. All right. Well, well, Hey, thank, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, we're we're going to try to release more episodes like this in the future. Um, we, we want to do our best to be a blessing to you. And so feel free to email us through our website. You can contact us there. Uh, feel free to reach out if there are specific ways that we can uh, be of service to you. But uh, CMA family, we love you. And until next time.